Hey, welcome to The Verified Christian, where real Christians try to live a verified Christian life. Thanks for tuning in to The Verified Christian Podcast. I am with your host, Matthew Oklachaney. I am Casey Clement, and we are so happy to have you with us today. You know, we've been talking about living a verified Christian life And we've been talking about how one of the ways that we do that is by growing as Christians. Right, Casey. And we talked about briefly about all those things, but we move into some proofs. Now, we could say all these things about, you know, this is what it is to grow, but where are some evidences, what are some proofs that we find in the Bible that this formula has worked? That's a very good question. You know, and that's probably one of the most most often one of the questions I get the most often um, with some of my church members, uh, they ask me all the time is, you know, I know that I should be growing as a Christian, but how do I know that I'm growing? And that's a wonderful question. It's something that we should be, uh, I guess, well, I know the Bible says we should be anxious for nothing, but I was going to say, I think we should be kind of anxious to know where we stand, right? In the, right. In, in our growth. And, um, you know we're commanded to grow. We 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 pointed that out. It it's absolutely unnatural to not grow. Mm-hmm. And so if if not growing is a violation of nature, nature's law, and God requires us to grow. If we're not growing, then that's a violation of God's law. How is it that we know that we're growing? How can we be sure? And so. I, I I I think about First John five and verse three that that we can know uh, we can we can be certain we can know and so we can know that we're growing as well um, and so I think to do this uh, to answer this question uh, we need to think about how it was when we were in school you know maybe we look to our children maybe it's been a while since we've been in school but you know when I think about my children. Um, you know, my youngest uh, is in the third grade, and and he Jason? doesn't. Yeah, Jason's in third grade, and um, man, he's growing. You know, his he was studying math, and and I asked him. I said, have, "How much have you learned, buddy?" And he said, "I don't know." That's just Louisiana <laughs> for you. Well, no, no, no. I'm it's joking. just he. Uh, he says. Uh, he he said, "I, I don't know." Yeah, and and I think that was an honest answer from which I know that kids a lot of times when you ask them a question, the default answer I think is well, I don't know, you know. <laughs> but, it's easier to say, but that. he really didn't know how much he had learned. Oh, okay. And so, you know, I think it's true for us as we're in school. I know that whenever I went to preaching school in Memphis, you know, uh, I started. I actually, I was the crazy when I started as a wraparound. I waited to the very last minute of the year to start school. And I remember, man, I remember it was, everybody was light years ahead of me. And as being a wraparound and me and the the five or six other guys that were wraparounds, you know, it was so difficult to catch up with where everyone else was in their studies. And I remember asking Brother Curtis Cates, I remember, Brother Cates, will you please just let me start over next year? And he'd say, uh, brother, no. Is that what he sounded you like? You got to carry it. You got to <laughs> carry it on. You, you, you came to school. 
And uh, and so I love Brother Curtis, uh, Kate so much. And and then I didn't see how much I was growing. Let me give you my best. But he did. I'll give you my best Andy Kate's impression. Oh, the angels are rejoicing this evening. Yeah, so, he's going to listen to this podcast. He's going to be mad at well, you. Well, Mr. Andy, I love you. It's been three, <laughs> four years since I've talked to you. You know, you, I love you. But anyway, but, um, you know what comes to mind when you're talking about that, about growing like learning in school? I thought about what Paul talked about in, in Philippians 4, um, or is it 3? Philippians 4, 10 through 13, where he says... Philippians 4. That's right. And he says, through my long experience... I've learned to be a, to be abased, to abound. I've learned to suffer need and still be content. I've learned all these things by what? Through my experience. And it takes things. It takes experience to, to grow, like learning in school. Um, it takes experience. It takes learning those things and applying it. That's right. That's Philippians 4, uh, I think 11 and 12 there. That's right. Uh, that's right before. That's right before Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And it's interesting, you see Philippians 4.13 all the time. Oh, you oh, see it on football helmets yeah. and helmets and uh, basketballs and all kinds of things. And that has nothing to do with what Paul right. was talking he's about. He's able to he's, get through those experiences yeah, he's by able, the strength. That's Christ. exactly right. He's able to undergo not having anything. He's able to be content in whatever state he's in because it's Christ who strengthens him. And so that's a very good thought. Um you know, where, where I was going with that in, in learning in school, um, you know, when I went to Memphis, um, I felt like I was so far behind. I could not see that I was learning anything. My focus was on my failures. And I think for a lot of Christians, Matthew, I think a lot of times we have good brethren that because they love the Lord so much and they know they're not perfect, they focus on their failure Rather than, as you talked about briefly last episode, last week, the grace of God. Rather than focusing on the love of God and the grace of God, that not that it covers our sin to the point we don't have to repent, that's not what we're saying, but that we can still grow in spite of our failures. And as long as we put Him first and we have a penitent heart, and we look to him for strength and guidance, we can overcome and we can continue to grow. Yeah, I think it, it also goes along with what you said at the first chapter of James where he says, Count all joy, my brethren, when you fall into diverse temptations or trials, that the trying of your faith worketh what? Endurance or patience. patience. Endurance, yeah. Um, all those things, all those trials, it causes me to grow. I get a callus, so to say. The more you do something, you know, you get callus on your hands. I know I'm. I learned how to play a uh, fast car uh, by Luke Combs. I just loved hearing that song. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to learn this on guitar. Um, I picked up the guitar again after many years, and, and I started getting those callus again because I kept doing it over and over again. You know, it, growth comes from, like, learning in school, going through the curriculums, elementary, middle school. They're all, they work together or supposed to work together where you can mature in your education. That's exactly right. You know, and I think one of the best answers to the question well, how can I know that I've grown or how can I know that I'm growing is to be like Jesus. You know, many times Jesus, when he was asked a question, he would answer a question with a question. Mm, yeah. And I think I think one of the best things that we can do is say, hey, when you look back over your Christian life, 
can you see that you've grown? And they say, well, no, I, I really, I, I can't. And then just to ask them, you know, well, what about this? Are there things that perhaps you wouldn't do today that you would have done when you were a new, a new Christian? And, and so anytime we don't do something that we would have done or never seen, you know, a problem with when we were a newborn babe in Christ, that's evidence of growth. And, and so, you know, that brings us to our second point of, of evidence of growth is, is when we begin to act like adults rather than children. You know, we have, to, we have to accept the fact that not only are we Christians, but when we accept uh, the truth of God's Word and we devote our lives to it, we're ultimately saying, listen, I'm going to act as an adult. I'm not any longer going to act as a child. There's no doubt. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11 says, When I was a child, I spake as a child, I felt as a child, I thought as a child. Now I become a man, and I have put away childish things. So there is a maturing process. When we when we act like children rather than adults, we, we don't grow. That's right. You know, it's matter of fact, I think we go backwards. You know, if... And to some people, high school never ends. You know? That's right. <laughs> that's right. Even in the church, you know, and, and it causes so much hindrance as far as growth and even to, you know, people to walk away from uh, Christ completely is because sometimes we act like children rather than adults. You know, shame on us. We need to put childish things away and and be united, but also to act like adults, act like a Christian. So. That's exactly right. And, you know, we need to continue to grow in faith, and we do that by exercising that faith, by studying and praying to God, relying upon God and not ourselves. You know, we can't rely upon ourselves to become better. We have to rely upon God to guide us so that we can be better. Yeah, there's a big difference from thinking as a child and thinking as an adult. I'll give you an example. I used to be an avid gamer. Like, I, I was. And I remember being so uh, addicted to video games that I took my Xbox literally everywhere with me. Um, I was a big Halo person. You know, when Halo 3 came out, I, I didn't care about anything else. Yeah, and I was a Black Ops guy. Black Ops. Yeah, Black yeah. Ops is pretty fun. But anyway, um, I took my Xbox on a mission trip overseas. Oh, wow. I'm surprised I did not... I'm surprised I got past airport security with a <laughs> console in my suitcase. You know what I mean? I could have had something rigged in there that kind of, you know, I could have been a terrorist, but that, that got through it. And I played Halo in a foreign country in Latin America, and I was hogging the internet. You terrorist gamer. I was, slow, I was slowing everybody down. But I took it everywhere. I took it to the beach. I took it to the mountains. I, all these things. And now I've grown. I've married. Right. Um, I I still play maybe an hour a day, but it's not nearly on the level that I used to. I used to lose sleep. I used to fall asleep in classes because that's all I cared about. I'm not proud of that. However, that's not me anymore. I put away those things. Not saying that video games your hobby is childish, but um, time management with that. But it's it's a bar, it's about putting away those things that are elementary to really see the big focus. That's exactly right, and I I understand your point there is perfectly uh, in that the the lack of managing time with those things is ultimately the childish 
thing. That's right. I, I used to love to play Black Ops. I really did. Like your friend, and, you had one of Topher's uh, friends wanted to play me at college that's football. That's right, yeah. And he found out real quick, just because he played as Alabama, <laughs> did not mean he was going to beat me. Right. It's, uh, you know, I think you're the only person that has ever, uh, you, well, actually, you and one other person, probably the only person to ever beat me uh, in <laughs> NCAA football. Um, I, I, that was my game. You know, that was really my game. And uh, so, yeah, Matthew was a big, big gamer. But, uh, but that's a very good illustration is, is putting off childish things and prioritizing. You know, when you think as a child, you don't think about what priorities are, and, and your behavior as a child really isn't something uh, that that will prioritize things. Um, and so for a child, what's important to them is whatever's in the moment. Mm. And, you know, as an adults, we have to say, you know, this is really good, and it's right now, but there's something even better later. And that's a good point. You know, you're a dad. How can we get our children to realize the moment is important because I've I look at Topher and be like man that that kid is just a spitting image of what I used to be used to think and how do we get them to realize just how important the moment is to really see the grand scheme of things because I was like oh I got tomorrow I got all this to do all this but now I look back and be like man what a missed opportunity you know I think Matthew if we can honestly answer that we will answer an age-old question that every generation has asked because I ask myself that all the time. What can I do to help my children understand that now, now is a really great time for you? Yeah. But if you will focus, you can be so much better in the future. Right. Even though if we're young adults, you know, teenage years, act mature and not like children. Seize the moment. Enjoy the season you're in. Um, study, you know, go to college, get that degree, get the things that are important, um, and not just live for now, but put back towards the future. That's exactly right. Look forward to tomorrow as well. You know, and so let's go back for a moment to that question, how can I know that I'm growing? And I said, you know, if, if we could ask them, is there something that you wouldn't do now that maybe you would have done when you were a newborn babe in Christ? You know, it may be that if you did some of the things that today that, that you did in the early days of your Christian life, it might actually, it, it might cause you to feel guilty. Mm -hmm. and, and that is a sign of true spiritual growth. You know, did you once do things that you wouldn't dare do now? I mean, that's, that's really a question that we have to ask ourselves uh, because that is an indicator, it's a gauge of, our growth. And and so if it's true that there are things that we once would have done when we first became Christians that we wouldn't even think about doing now, then that is a sign of true spiritual growth. I think that's a great scope to really see where you're at. Um, I never really thought about that, but you're exactly right in that aspect. You think about things that you used to do as a new Christian you no longer do because you have matured, you've studied, you've read, and, and you you found out by your long experience, as Paul <laughs> would say in his writings to the Philippian church. You know, I want to go back to the thought about uh, that we brought up in the very first episode and its growth as we look at the plant kingdom, that growth is a natural thing. 
And Jesus uses an aspect of a plant, a vine, in John chapter 15. And so really the third way that we can gauge whether or not we're growing. One of the evidences of growth is, I think, shown in John 15. And there in John chapter 15, beginning at that very first verse, Jesus begins talking about how he is the true vine and the father is the vine dresser or the husbandman. Jesus also says that every branch that's in him that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he purges it so that it might bring forth more fruit. Also in John 15, the first, oh, about the first six verses there, Jesus says that if we abide in him and he in us, just as a branch can't bear fruit of itself, we have to bear fruit in him. And that if we don't bear fruit in him, verse 5, then, then we can't do anything without him. But verse 6, if we don't abide in him and we don't bear fruit in him, then he cast that branch off. And the, the branch is withered and, and he cast it away. And so notice in John 15 and verse 6, Jesus says that that branch isn't some denominational uh, view of Christianity. It isn't some uh, church over here or some church over there. Each one's their own branch. He says, if a man abides not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and he's gathered and cast into the fire and he's burned. You know, when we think about this and we think about an evidence for growth, when a fruit tree begins to bear fruit, you know that it's growing. That's right. And so if I, as a Christian, am in Christ, who is the true vine, and I am a branch of the true vine, but I'm not bearing fruit, I'm in danger of being cast into the fire. Right, and you look at a tree, if it's bearing fruit, it's doing the job that you wanted it to do. But also, if it's not producing fruit, that's a pretty good um, evidence that it didn't get what it needed. That's right. To grow. And, and, I, and that's I had not a God's fault. Right. You know, and um, so... What yeah. kind of... It goes back to the parable of the sowers. What kind of Christian are we? What kind of hearer are we? Are we going to take God's word... Um, and let it permeate to grow up to a good tree? Or are we going to allow things of this world, the thorns, to, to choke out the seed? Or are we just coming to church and we're not even letting the, the Word even begin to grow in our hearts? It, it's really about us and how we receive the Word. Are we going to let it to cause us to grow? That's right. Uh, I guess the question we should ask ourselves, are we germinal Christians or are we terminal Christians? Mm. Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? I haven't heard that one. Uh, is, is it... Um, are we allowing the seed, which is the Word of God, to germinate in our lives, just as as Matthew asked, or are we terminal? You know, because we said that if we're not growing, then that's abnormal. If we're not growing, that's abnormal. It, it violates the law of nature, and it violates the law of God. And so we have to be careful and that we grow, and we have to make certain that we are growing so that we aren't that branch that's hewn down and cast into the fire. Um, and, and so, you know, when I think of Matthew, when I think of this, I think of Matthew 3 and verse 10, when the scripture there says, and even now the axe is laid at the root of the trees, 
And every tree, therefore, that brings not good fruit is hewn down and is cast into the fire. Really, we need to ask ourselves, are we producing fruit? Maybe we have. If we see that that we will do something, we will not do something today that we used to do, and we know that we shouldn't be doing those things, then maybe that's a really good indicator that we are beginning to bear fruit for the Lord. Those are all good points. Um, I, I, I'm just so thankful that we got to study this because this helped me, and I hope that you guys have benefited uh, from it as well as we have preparing it for you. So we're so thankful for you guys to come back and, and listen to us. Casey, you have anything you want to add to our lesson today? Man, I just absolutely I, I appreciate so much you guys hanging out with us and talking with us about this. And I'm looking forward to our next episode. Next episode, we're going to talk about how can we grow, and uh, which is kind of what we've been talking about. But we're going to do this by focusing on studying the Word of God. And so if you have opportunity, be with us next next week. And uh, we love you and we appreciate you. Have a good one. You've been listening to the Verified Christian Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Give us a rating or review and subscribe so you won't miss any content. If you have any questions, email theverifiedchristian at gmail.com.